Hey, what's up? It's The Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5, Derek Piper, Lante. For some reason, I like the the jazzy funk, the I funky like jazz, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I always hit number seven. That's um, your Christmas mood right now. I guess so. We need to be getting some holiday favorites, then. I should do that. I can queue them up on YouTube as we go along. That or I could have gotten here a little early and maybe had that ready, wow. but I, you know, I'd hate to do that. <laughs> we have Diane here, and she does all of that stuff, so that's key. <laughs> right. How was the Christmas party? It was great, man. It was a lot of fun. Donnie made it happen as always. Uh, of course. And you know what? Jay has been hyping up the fried pickles, and oh. for good reason. I, I finally got to try them. They're very good. Nice. But there was actual uh, – the fried pickles kind of got topped a little bit last night. I will argue – I think Jay would even – maybe even back me up a little bit, although he's planted his flag pretty loyally <laughs> to those fried pickles. <laughs> I'm taking the fried mushrooms. The fried really? mushrooms are off the chain. Nice. See, those are two groups of food that I don't know that I would eat. But I'm telling you, man, when you I, put the fried with it, I think I'm in. It, I think you would be in. <laughs> I think I'd be in. That that was awesome. They you were really steak? good. This, the ribeye, ten ounce ribeye. Oh. Uh, had to almost like power through that one because oh so, you eat the appetizers, you eat the fried pickles, the fried mushrooms, the onion rings, oh all the goodness. sides you could ever want. <laughs> and then here's a ten ounce ribeye. And Jay Layman sitting next to me, and he's talking. You know, you've heard his steak stories oh, in oh the yeah. past about oh, yeah. sirloins. the uh, top sirloin. Although he didn't <laughs> offer it up that. Uh, Happy Layman, his his dad wouldn't let him leave the table without finishing an entire steak. Really? So like you, you can't waste steak. There's no even saving it for later, putting it back in the fridge. So, That's so funny. Um, <laughs> Jay let it let our table uh, know that he was going to finish his steak, even though it was getting tough to, to eat everything. <laughs> so then I had to show Jay Layman that I was tough, right? And finish the the last part of my uh, ten ounce. So I'm sure it was so difficult. It was. I mean. I'm so glad I wasn't there to have to endure through a 10-ounce ride. I've uh, I've done worse, difficult <laughs> things. It was a very tasty um, push through, but yeah, uh, we, yeah. we got it done, and then we played some fun games afterwards. So oh, cool. it was it was a great night. So thanks to uh, Donnie at the Long Branch again. I awesome. can't recommend it enough. Uh, we're not just giving them lip service. They are they're good. Uh, a really really good spot. Uh, great atmosphere. Also, uh, great people, and yeah. then fantastic food. So. Go check them out in Gifford, the Long Branch Steakhouse. Got it done, and thanks to Stevie uh, for putting on a great Christmas party. But you had good, you had things to do, and for good I reason. Did. Andrew Tay, man, Andrew, he lit it up last night. He was uh, twenty-three points. He had six threes. Six threes. He was That's six awesome. of seven from the three-point line. He just was feeling it. You know, it was one of those where there's games. You know, as you you played. I mean, there's games where you just you keep shooting, but nothing's working and nothing's going in. And last night. I mean, you could have given him the ball at half court, and he was ready to go. He's like, give me the ball. I'm, I'm shooting this. And a couple early were tough threes, and they went. And I think, you know, sometimes for a shooter, I think Luke Goody's coming on at 330. He would probably agree that – and I think everybody would understand that with confidence. But, man, when those first couple go in, then it's just like, give Big me the deal. ball. You're, you're feeling it perfect. Your fingertips are leaving the ball perfectly. You've got – your fingers in the groove, you know, that rim looks huge, and the net was just splashing last night. And we played a really good game. STM played a really good game. Faced a team out of Chicago that uh, had a 6'9 dude. So we had to – we did a matchup kind of zone. I don't know. I still don't know what kind of defense we run. It's pretty interesting. And we just frustrated him. But, of course, when you got one kid on the other team that won't miss – like Andrew, that helps. That helps a lot. So, yeah, I appreciate that. It was a good game for Andrew, and – 
Now we're in the championship Friday night against a really good Hayworth team in their holiday tournament that we beat last year. We beat them. So I think they're coming for uh, they're coming for some revenge. They've got like a 6'8 kid that's thick, like big. So I don't know why we keep running into these towers, but it'd be nice to kind of uh, get into a team that's about our, our height, our height. But, yeah, it was good. It was really good. And uh, listened to some Christmas music on the way home mm. and was a happy happy dad. I bet. Smiling on that one. Shout out to Andrew for that. Yeah, thank I you. I know he's a loyal listener. <laughs> He gets mad sometimes if, uh, if you're, you're not, not here. here or I'm not here. Yeah. Then he gets so, mad. Uh, so Happy for him. I get to hear that. He had his final final today, too. So I think he's more oh, excited nice. about that than he was. He, Big time. He went to Marianne's kind of like Jeremy and Wagner. Where Did I, he? I said, you're going to be, uh, be running into uh, Werner, but I, I don't know if they were still there. I'm assuming they weren't. But that is a signing day tradition for Jeremy Werner. Sure and is. I think Wagner now has – taken up the tradition where they go to Marianne's and eat breakfast and start the signing day. And man, they were quick this year. Like they were done. All the, all the players for noon. I know that. Yeah, it was, it seemed quicker than normal, but maybe not, but pretty good class. I think I saw 43, maybe 43rd in the country. So maybe it's moved up a little bit. Uh, 49. Oh, 49. So On, it's actually uh, moved down. 24 okay. seven sports has them 49. The composite ranking is 43. Oh, okay. Uh, you look at, so that's, Mixing and uh, matching all the ratings between rivals and ah. uh, on three and twenty four gotcha. seven and averaging it out. So uh, the industry kind of composite ranking is higher than twenty four seven sports themselves. Who, of course, we work for uh, at Atlanta Inquirer. Absolutely. Uh, you look in the Big Ten; it is on the lower side. Yeah. You're fourteenth in the Big Ten, and that leads Northwestern, who's last. UCLA is 17th, Indiana 16th, Michigan State 15th. Oh, wow. Uh, and that, I will say that sometimes volume can skew the numbers. Right. So if you I have agree. a bigger class, usually that it tends to have a higher ranking. So if let's say there was a, a class of all three stars and you had 18 of them. Well, then if there's a class of all three stars, even maybe slightly lower on the three-star scale, if you had 25 of them, that class might be ranked higher. But Makes sense. Uh, one useful tool that 24-7 has is the average star ranking or average ranking for each guy uh, throughout that class. Still Illinois on the lower side mm -hmm. uh, in terms of those that they're ahead of, Northwestern, Indiana, uh, Michigan State, and Maryland. Okay. In terms of the average ranking, you are trailing uh, Minnesota slightly behind Rutgers and Purdue, trailing Iowa, trailing Wisconsin, trailing uh, Nebraska by a good margin. They, yeah. of course, got that five-star quarterback. We'll see. We'll see. I, I know that one thing you can always go back to with Brett Bielema in particular is that he comes from Iowa and Wisconsin, places that haven't always lit it up in terms of the rankings exactly. uh, of recruiting. It's the development right. and getting the right guys. So, uh, all, uh, we'll, of course, there's there's a number of different ways to break this down. On that note, uh, we'll have Ryan Easterling, 405, Sweet. from Atlanta Inquirer, to give his thoughts. He does a really good job with the film room breakdown. So, uh, he's seen all these guys – on tape and can give us a good insight into what Illinois is getting with a number of these players. Uh, also, a member of that class, Easton Baker, the linebacker from Utah, right? Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Uh, Lante slid into his DMs <laughs> on Twitter and was able to to get that thing done. So we appreciate him for that. So we got a busy show, Luke Goody at 3.30, and then football heavy in the four-hour with Easterling and Easton Baker. But uh, give credit to Brett Bielema for getting – uh, Andrew Dennis. Yes. A big one out flip of Michigan. From, flip from Michigan State, right? Yep. 
So uh, that's a four-star. In-state, you would have liked to see a little bit more success in terms of the higher-profile guys. But on the whole, it's one of those where I'm not going to pretend like I've seen (laughs) any of these guys up close. Some highlights, but uh, and I'll I'll be interested to what Ryan says to us. But um, signing day is always a fun time. It's always a fun time to learn more about who Illinois gets, see – all the madness that kind of happens around the country with the the announcements, the flips, and whatnot. So, um, there you have it. We had the tight end Karsten Conkle from Pinckneyville on right. right on our show, That's and right. then he decided to hang un- up on us, uncommit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, right. That should have that that should have been the warning sign right I, there. I think when he got out of his truck, it disconnected from the Bluetooth or something. I, I remember that. I forgot. And about then he, that. yeah, he ended up ended up. Uh, as a dog. He is. He's a Saluki. So, in case anybody out there is wondering where he ended up, he's actually with the uh, Salukis. But, yeah, you got a quarterback in this group, Trey Petty, who you kind of got from underneath Mississippi State down in Mississippi. So, now you're going to have maybe a run of Mississippi quarterbacks here at the University of Illinois. Brandon Hansen, a good offensive lineman. Uh, you mentioned Andrew Dennis, who is a four-star guy. Also, Eddie Turk, who can kind of play both offense and defense and they'll try to figure out obviously they're not going to play him on the offensive line and the defensive line this isn't 1a high school football but uh he'll he'll decide and and i, I know from reading jeremy's stuff it sounded like they might start him defensively but of course we'll get that's kind of a guess on his part uh his part collectively um easton baker i've just been really zoned in on him since he committed andy boo went out there it's kind of a cool story and we can let him say it or tell it but Andy Boo went out to Utah, and I think he's only the second Utah recruit that's ever come to the University of Illinois mm. as, a, as a football player. I'm sure there's been other kids from Utah that have attended the U of I, but um, interesting, and, and he fits that profile right now of what Andy Boo's trying to put together with these linebackers, with Kroots and, and some hard-hitting linebackers. So I think Easton Baker's a kid that can help you down the road, and I know I can't think of his name, but they also locked in the offensive lineman for New Mexico today yeah they got a transfer the portal, uh, out so. of new mexico uh we talked about obviously wanting to load up on the defensive line which they've added a couple of pieces yes, there uh you get your first offensive tackle in jc davis a transfer out of new mexico who has fbs starting experience and uh six five three oh seven okay california native and uh i can we can ask easterling about that one as well uh, i'll have to dig in a little bit more that broke this afternoon that Illinois getting a commit uh, from him. so I think they uh, were needing that, right? Oh, no they doubt. Were really needing no doubt. that. Also, Khalil Valentine, that's the uh, young man out of Arizona running back. Kind of a shifty guy would remind you of maybe a Reggie Love and how he kind of uh, went about business, but maybe I, I haven't seen him, so I'll have to wait to probably see Probably even a little bit faster. Well, probably and, faster. And shiftier, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think Love's the guy I'm trying to think of here. Seemed like there was a guy in the last five years that maybe he would remind you of. but And then Tyshawn Griffin, a wide receiver, was a pretty good get as well. So, yeah, a couple JUCO guys. So, Canada and Brown, I know, JUCO guys as well. So Got their wide receiver, uh, Mario Sanders, who you need someone to come into the slot with Isaiah gone especially. And I know that he's been tabbed as someone that, obviously, he was very productive in junior college, was one of the most – uh, productive in terms of receiving yards and catches. And uh, 24-7 has him ranked as the sixth best wide receiver wow. out of JUCO. So okay. uh, they could use him in terms of impact as soon, obviously, as next season. So 
uh, that's important as well. That's big time important. So, hey, yeah, it'll be – you never know. You know, signing day is always one of those days right. where you – there's a lot of hope behind it. That, of course. That these are guys that will one day, you know, hopefully put an imprint – on your program, and you talked yesterday about a guy like Devin Witherspoon who came to Illinois as kind of a no-star guy. Literally no Literally. star. <laughs> and, and ended up as the fifth round – or as the yeah. number five pick overall by the Seattle Seahawks and, and has had an unbelievable season in the NFL. I read a nice article on ESPN, their website, the other day that was comparing him and who was the big D lineman that was from Georgia that was – he had the wreck afterwards and where did he go oh, he went to uh, philly he went to philly jalen carter jalen carter yeah. yes and they were saying that it might be down to those two for the uh rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year mm. in the nfl so obviously witherspoon doing his thing still and it, it, that's kind of a funny story too i know we heard about it on draft day but that's when uh pete carroll had you know he was trying to make his decision on where he wanted to go at five and that night before the draft he or that day was at a drive-through, I think, and a car from Illinois was in front of him, and he saw the Illinois plates, and he's like, "That did it." So he took. <laughs> Is that what he said? That's exactly right. And he said, "So I sat there for how many days trying to figure out he which thought it direction." Was like a sign, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, "I couldn't figure out which direction to go, and all I needed to do was start looking at license plates." Man. And that's a true story. So. It happened, and uh, Witherspoon ended up in Seattle now, and I've got to put up with him now. For- That's kind of like the uh, – yeah, you do got him for a <laughs> while. Um, hopefully you don't have Marvin Harrison to go against Devin Witherspoon. Uh, that would be a high-level matchup. Those are fighting uh, words, my man. But, uh, <laughs> so in terms of just blatant, obvious, timely signs, you're going to put that in the category of Jordan Goodwin having the dream about the Billiken chasing him in his – in his dream, Is that right? yeah, I never he, heard he that. said that after Jordan Goodwin, if not, if you don't remember, oh, yeah. uh, Belleville Altoff, good player. John Gross, priority recruit, now playing for the Phoenix Suns, like legitimately in their rotation, oh, plays wow. off the bench as like a that. point guard. He's slimmed down some. He's like didn't a backup that. point guard for the Phoenix Suns, and in picking Slew over Illinois and Mizzou, he said that he had a dream that a Billiken was chasing him. <laughs> And that led him to the decision of going to SLU. <laughs> that's interesting. Okay. So if that's what it, it takes, yeah. I guess. If that's what it takes. I don't know how fast a Billiken would be. I don't know either. I don't. I don't. So, yeah, he ended up being a pretty good player for that program. Oh, he was huge. Got him to the uh, NCAA, I think, a couple of times. I know Travis Ford even this year. I, you know, I get on STL today to read basically Cardinals and Blues stuff, but every once in a while they'll have a SLU uh, story on there and Slew's not very good this season and he the coach made a uh, comment of saying we need more Jordan Goodwin in us mm. so I think the toughness I would assume etc oh, so dog. yeah he was good he was really good that was a little that was like that that's just time I don't really want to remember it was a tricky Tillman Mark what? Smith yeah like all those guys like ugh. and then who was the kid that went to Missouri and every time we played him Javon Pickett. Javon Pickett. Who you had signed, and then obviously yeah. he flips after the coaching change. Same Scores with like Jeremiah Tillman. He loved playing Illinois. Oh, my god! Boy, did he love playing Illinois. Ugh. How's this Missouri team this year? They're not very good. Okay. Okay. I'm not I'm I need not to Admittedly, saying... I need to dive into them a little bit more. We should get a Missouri guest on tomorrow, our last show before Bragging Rights and then the, the big 
the big one, the game in Hayworth on uh, Friday night as oh, well. But oh, yeah. uh, big Friday as far as hoops goes. <laughs> but our last show uh, before Bragg and oh, Rice. funny, real quick. I told Andrew last night when he walked out, you know, he's all cool, cool Modi uh-huh. and all that. And I'm like, hey, thanks a lot. Like, you've now screwed up all Friday plans. Because if they would have lost last night, they would have played at 530, and then we would have been – Lucas and I had it set up. We were like – we knew right where we were going to watch the Illinois-Mizzou game, and now I'm going to be in a high school gymnasium when Illinois-Mizzou – but we'll be able to yeah, get the second I, half. I think you're, yeah, I think you're probably fine. pretty I'm, happy I'm about fine with the other. how that thing happened last <laughs> night. But uh, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. We'll get a Mizzou guest on tomorrow to dive in a little bit more on the Tigers. I, I know that they – they had a big comeback against Minnesota. They yeah, were down that's by right. like that's right. 18 or something like that in Minneapolis and had to come back and win that game. Uh, Ken Palm-wise, they're like ranked in the 80s or 90s. Okay. So a team that as of right now, it's 7-4. and four, uh, Not a sure thing to get a repeat appearance in the NCAA tournament, which they did make last year, but they lost Kobe Brown. They lost Demoy Hodge, uh, two guys that really lit up Illinois. Last year, I mean, Kobe Brown, as Lante called it uh, on our show, well, let's not let him mention any players by name if he does know any. I'm good. As I'm of right now. <laughs> but uh, he said Kobe Brown could be really key in this game, and 30-some <laughs> points later, he was very key. Uh, Demoy Hodge had 20-plus as well. That was my um, fault. But they've lost to Memphis, who's a good team, uh, Jackson State at home, who's Ooh. not a good team, uh, and then they lost at Kansas. Don't really worry too much about that one. That was only a nine-point game, so okay. uh, played decent. And they lost to Seton Hall, who is uh, eh, okay. not that great. Yeah, not great. That's interesting. Yeah, I've I've got the stats pulled up here, and I'm scared to even say a name. <laughs> like I don't even want to say a name. But you know what? That that can't happen twice. Surely not. That can't happen twice. I just Illinois won't owes ask. them big time, and I know we three say in a row, that. right? We said that. Well, three out of the last four. Oh, so. The final year of was it Conzo's final year? Oh my gosh, I forgot about Conzo too. That all just been. mixes in right with that little era that I'm just trying to forget. Yeah, Conzo's final year, Illinois beat them eighty eight to sixty three. They were they were horrible that season. They were twelve and twenty one ultimately. Last year was Dennis Gates' first year, and Illinois got absolutely oh. embarrassed. Oh. I, it had to be the worst loss. Illinois ever taken in the Bragging Rights series. From the tip. I remember Coleman wouldn't shoot. Yeah. He had three-pointer after three-pointer wide open. Missouri was just letting him stand out there, and he wouldn't shoot in that game. That was just right from the get-go. Missouri just took it to you. And usually you were down like 36 at some point. Yes. Usually that Bragging Rights game, you know this, you've been there plenty of times, there's a scurry to it right off the bat. It's just a flurry of points. It seems like it's like a – 4-0 run Mizzou, 6-0 run Illinois, 6-0 run Mizzou, 4-0 run Illinois. And it's, it's like you get to that first 16-minute timeout, and it's like 17-16. to 16, And it's just you feel like you nobody's breathing. You know, you're just like, whoa, slow down. There have been more times in that game that I will sit and watch on TV and literally to myself just say, slow down. Slow down. Why, what are we doing? And I think it's just because these guys are so amped to play in that game. And when it tips, man, they're going 100 miles an hour. So it's, it's, it's always fun. But last year, Mizzou was going 100, Took and I think Illinois you, was man. going 50. Because that thing got ugly in a hurry. And Illinois yeah. never, never had a run in them to get back in it like I mean, you normally see. If I'm remembering this correctly, I feel like Illinois' first three possessions were like turnover, <laughs> yes. RJ shot off the side of the backboard, oh. and turnover. Like Those were their first three possessions. They're like, okay, 
is how this one's going to go. This is not going to be good. Um, so th- Merry Christmas. I'm interested to talk to Luke Goody, who did not play in that game, but obviously sat uh, on the, the bench last year and probably um, heard some, some bad words from Brad Underwood. Uh, uh, probably just a few. Uh, yeah. <laughs> being unhappy about that performance, and uh, we'll get his take on what they got to do to make sure that that is a different result and that the trophy comes back home with them this year. I'm interested, um, real quick, when you when I say bragging rights game, what's yeah. the first memory that comes to your mind? Is it Ray mm, Rice hitting probably, the three? Probably, probably. Mine is always the battle between Andy Kaufman, and I'm trying to think what that dude's name was for Mizzou. I forget it every year, but they went at it. They both had over 30 points, I think. Illinois won that game. But that's probably, that's probably my biggest – like, that's the thing I remember first is Andy Kaufman and how unstoppable he was in one of those games. But Ray Rice is definitely up there. Mm. Heck of a shot. Uh, Trent Frazier had a great freshman year, I think. Yeah. I think he went off in that game. And that that was, for me, one of the more amplified matchups because the the Tillman stuff was so fresh. Yes. Like that was the first time yes. Conzo and Brad recruiting clashes, butting heads in that, is that sense. You know, EJ Liddell was still a recruit in the building, and both guys were trying to get him. Obviously, he goes to Ohio State anyway. Yeah. But uh, Tillman, first time seeing Illinois since flipping and, and changing his mind. Javon on the other side. Mark Smith was a guy that Missouri yeah. wanted, but then he picked Illinois. Obviously, he didn't stick uh, within more than one season. But uh, Trent Frazier went wild in he one did. of those games, and, and that was awesome. He also broke my laptop in another game. Oh, so I, nice. I do remember that as well. That was one of the. Uh, Poor Illinois performances, uh, and late in the game, he throw, he whips one uh, way behind Io DeSumo, and he just smashes my laptop sitting there courtside. So I do remember right. that as well. <laughs> Work comp? No, no nothing. I'm kidding. I'm nope. kidding. That has to be a personal injury. That was uh, that was out of the pocket. Oh man, that's not that's not good. Thanks, Trent. Isn't he making some jack now? He could. Oh yeah. Probably get you back. Yeah. I mean, he could... no, I, I thought about once nil went into account. Yeah. He would have his last year been able to do NIL, I so, I, so I should have sent a bill. Yeah, right. You could still. Uh, shame on you for saying EJ Liddell, too. Like, I My literally fault. have gone the entire year without thinking <laughs> about him. And now, with, what, 11 days remaining in this in this 2023, you uh, have to bring him up. Man, you've man, had a good year, then, without me I, bringing that up. not even thought about him. Is he still in the NBA? I assume. He's on the Pelicans. He was out all of last year because I think he tore his ACL okay. preseason. But, yes, he's in the NBA. I, do we win a national title? I'm sorry, that wasn't professional. Does Illinois win a national title oh, man. if EJ Liddell is here with Kofi? You know what's funny? And, and I know I, we got to catch a break here. Yeah. I'm interested in people's thoughts because I got a mailbag question, so I'm working on a mailbag. Oh. And somebody said, what if Terrence Shannon and Quincy Garrier both picked Illinois out of high school? Oh. So those guys would have been on the 2020-21 team with oh Io, my goodness. Kofi, Trent, Curbelo. Wow. Maybe you don't have Grandison. Instead, you have right. Quincy Garrier and, and Terrence Shannon. But imagine that. Does Illinois win the national title with those guys? That would be interesting. I mean, obviously, uh, obviously that would have been – who knows, right? That, yeah. And we could we could run ourselves crazy. With EJ, I'd like to say that Illinois would be the best team in the country. I just don't know who could have stopped that. But I also feel like that Baylor team yeah. oh. that year was one of my favorite teams. Big time. In terms of just feeling like that was one of the best teams in the last decade or 
more than you that. and I came in, into this I know. program the next day. I looked at you and you looked at me and I'm like, wow, that team's winning a national title. That's and a tough they choice. Did. I think Luke Goody's calling. He's on the line. We got to catch a break. Okay. If you want to weigh you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. The Tapman's tone line, toe line. I Gosh, why do I do this? The Tapman's towing phone line. I try to talk too fast. The toe line. <laughs> Toe the line. Uh, if it's on the uh, on the line, that's a, that's a two, not a three. Luke Goody shoots threes. He's on next. It's the drive. Aside from returning, regifting, and possibly relaxing at this time. It seems like it's been a long year, doesn't it? Well, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is finishing the year in a big way with their giant end-of-year sale. Deals you've never seen and likely won't see again for a long time. December 26th, New Year's Day. Like a free select Frigidaire Gallery over-the-range microwave with the purchase of a qualifying gallery range and gallery refrigerator. If you had your eyes on a Speed Queen washer, you can get it in matte black for the same price as the white during Dick Van Dyke Appliance World end-of-year sale. Watch for special offers throughout the store on GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Electrolux, Bosch, and Speed Queen. Win one of two GE Profile 2-in-1 washer-dryer combos valued at $2,900. don't need to be present to win and no purchase necessary. Wait, returning and regifting Wasn't one of mine, was it? Not telling. Your best New Year's sale deal is waiting for you today. Wow! Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another sellout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. And Illinois overcomes their largest deficit of the season. Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it. Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Hey, where are you headed? To Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. What do they have there? What don't they have there? Living room furniture, benches, chests, love seats, sectionals, tables, bedroom sets, hutches, nightstands, end tables, cabinets, mirrors, stools, clocks, lamps, pillows, rugs, desks, media consoles, patio furniture, tempur mattresses, and more. So, everything. Yeah, probably could have uh, just said that. Kelsey Furniture, quality for less. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dog you. Uh-huh. Yep. That's not fair. Let's go to the Tapman Towing phone line, talk some bragging rights, talk Illini basketball with our boy Luke Goody. It's brought to you by Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend, First Federal Savings Bank, local and trusted. 
Crossroads Contractor Supply, the right tools when you need it. Brian Hansen at State Farm Insurance. Visit brianismyguide.com. Carpenters Local 243 and also by Max Twin City Recycling. Now joining us on the Tapman Stowing phone line, Luke Goody. What's up, Luke? How you doing, man? Yes, sir. What up, guys? How you doing? Good, buddy. We're doing good. Doing good. Had a nice little holiday party last night. Enjoyed a good steak. Nice. Fried mushrooms. Fried pickles. There you go. That sound good? Yes, sir. Sounds great, actually. That does sound good. Are you, Luke, are you one of those that can eat about anything? Like, are you picky at all? I'm the most picky guy in the world. Yeah, I'm not picky at all. I'll <laughs> try whatever. I'll eat. The only thing I can't do, I can't do, like, super spicy foods. I'm not a big yeah. fan of those. But other than that, I'll try whatever. Okay. Like raw yeah. raw fish? Like, you ever just catch oh, a bluegill? Yeah. I'm, and... I'm a huge sushi guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, love sushi. I mean, I eat ducks. I tell you guys, I go out and shoot ducks and eat them. So, I mean, you can't be too picky if you're going to do that, right? That's a good point. That's funny. How did finals go? You're done with them now. I guess that's the best part. Done. Done. We had our final check-in today with our academic advisor, and everything went well. So, now basketball for the next whatever month, which is nice. Very nice. Luke, I got to throw this out on the front end, so I'll brag on Lon's son a little bit. He told you about it on the mm. phone, but he hit six threes last night. As a guy who's done that before, what does that feel like? And, uh, you know, this kid's only a sophomore, so uh, – junior, 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 sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm trying to reclass him to get him a <laughs> little longer a little <laughs> yeah. longer recruitment. You know, he's a he's a sophomore, wink, wink. Right, Lon? <laughs> right, right. Six, yeah. seven, sophomore. Uh, but yeah, six threes in a high school game. I'm sure you've had plenty of those. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good feeling. Whenever you uh, hit a couple shots and get in the get in the rhythm of things, it's it's a good feeling. So uh, you know, tell him I say congrats. And if he's hearing this, congrats to you. But uh, if not, I'm sure your dad will say something. So that's big time. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, buddy. I do, and yep. it, it's amazing. And I had said, now I never hit six threes in a game. Like three, maybe was the most. But it is amazing how the ball just feels comfortable in your hand. The rim looks huge. And I've seen you hunt, you know, this year. I've seen a couple of games where I can tell Luke Goody's hunting for a shot because it's feeling it. You know, you're feeling it from the outside. And I, I would assume it's kind of a – you don't have to say much to your teammates when you know, like when Damask was going off against Florida Atlantic and you've had games where you're going off and we know what Terrence can do. I assume that's just one of those you don't even have to say, hey, guys, I'm feeling it, give me the ball. They know, don't they? Yeah, oh, 100%. They know exactly what to do, where to go with the ball. I think after the FAU game, I even told you guys, it was like it was one of those games where you just give Marcus the ball and get out of the way. So <laughs> right. you kind of know what guys are feeling it and coach will run plays and do stuff to get those guys the ball. But after you hit a couple shots and you got that confidence, man, the, the rim is a lot bigger than it was before. Love it. Look, you played Colgate over the weekend, a, a very quality mid-major opponent, one that's been in the tournament the last few years, and – uh, Brad made it a point of emphasis. Hey, this isn't just a, a you know a sleepy-eyed game, a team that's in the 300s in Kempom that you guys would have to bring it, and you guys definitely did. You're up 14 nothing before you could blink, and just were able to have a very comfortable win. What what led up to that in practice? That you know sometimes you wonder about the letdown spot, the final week, finals weeks being a distraction. Possibly, uh, what went on in practice that allowed you guys to be so locked in for that game? Yeah, the biggest thing that we preached all week was preparation. Uh, you know, there were a couple of Big Ten teams, Northwestern and one, that lost a, a game they shouldn't have lost at home. And uh, our big thing was we had to prepare um, as if this was a team that was, you know, a top 50 team or a ranked team. So uh, they were coming in here, and they're a good team. Like, like you said, the last four years, I think they made the tournament. And 
Um, you know, they got us just as good of a team this year as they did in the past four years. So we knew we needed to be ready. And another thing is that um, you never know what times you're going to get in March Madness in the tournament. So having that early game was big for preparation, being able to get there. Uh, you know, I think we had shoot around at 7 a.m. So wow. being able to get up and get your mind right before the game was uh, a huge part of that. You look at the box score and you had four in double figures, really all four between 14 and 16 points. Mm. Terrence, Coleman, Quincy, who's been playing really well of late. Uh, Marcus as well, who was good down the stretch. Uh, does that show the the balance and just the – I think overall, as someone that obviously is familiar with, with this year's team, last year's team, and, and just kind of big picture, like the supporting cast seems to be a real strong point right now, like Terrence being the star, but the, the supporting guys, as it's coming together, you got to probably feel pretty good about what that's, that's looking like right now. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how this team was built, honestly. Like, at the beginning of the year, that was the expectation for this team going into the season is that, you know, we, we do have Terrence who can go out and get 20 every given night, who's actually averaging 20 a game right now. But you also have guys that can come out, come in the game and, you know, contribute. There's been games that I've been, you know, the leading score coming off the bench this year, but there's also been games that Quincy and Marcus have been great and guys have stepped up and, you know, Justin has had big games and stuff like that. So that's what's so good about this team is that, you know, you can't just go through the scouting report on the starting five. You got to scout right. everybody, and everybody does their own thing and has the ability to score and put up numbers. So, when you got four guys all in the you know fourteen to sixteen range, it's uh, it's not fun for the next team that's going to be watching <laughs> film on us. That's so true. Luke Goody, Tapman's towing phone line. Luke, everybody watches the offensive side, right? We understand that that side of the ball probably better than anything, and. Maybe not so much on the other end defensively. How do you guys – I mean, you guys measure out, I think, is these analytics. Is that what you call it, Derek? These are these numbers that oh, yeah. you guys study. Um, it shows that you guys are pretty solid defensively. How, are you, how do you feel that this team is clicking defensively and how much better maybe can you get on that end? Yeah, I think this team is very um, disciplined. I think we're very defensively disciplined. I think we do a lot of things this year. Um in terms of not making mistakes versus last year, I feel like last year we got caught up in too many rotations and mm. just wasn't the greatest, um, you know, in a switching defense. But this year we've really been able to um, lock it down in practice and uh, we really know what we're doing. So we have a true identity on defense this year. I feel like it's carried over um, from game to game. And, you know, there's definitely ways to get better. We got out-rebounded against Tennessee and right. rebounding has been a big thing. It's been a big emphasis for us. So we go and play um, Missouri pretty good rebounding team themselves so we got to be able to um not rebound them for sure we got to get to you uh, your thoughts on missouri i wanted to ask you about coleman hawkins defensively you know he's not like one of these guys like maybe a kofi back there or someone that's swatting shots although he certainly can pin a few but what does he mean to this team when he's on and doing well defensively yeah he's just a smart defender and a smart basketball player you know he's not gonna go up go up at the rim too often and you know, throw one off the backboard, but he has the ability to guard one through five and play a bunch of different ways. The, the defense that he's in, kind of a drop defense, is uh, you have to be pretty, pretty smart and pretty uh, athletic to be able to play in that in that drop. So, for him to be able to play those two guys like he does and uh, be effective at it is, is big time. Mizzou coming up on Friday, the Bragging Rights, uh -huh, ATM. Always a fun environment with the the split crowd mizzou on one side the the black and gold and then obviously the orange and blue on the other uh they i know you weren't part of the game last year but they took it to you guys uh what has to change this year i know it's a new team but is there uh, anything as you look at it that 
Is there a little bit of motivation to get them back, or, or how do you look at that uh, in what's a rivalry game? Yeah, it's a lot of motivation, honestly. They embarrassed us last year, so, you know, I wasn't playing in that game, but even just sitting on the bench was, uh, you know, it was one of those that you just kind of, you don't rewatch. You just, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, like, we just got our, our bus kicked. So, um, it's one of those games that we're looking forward to getting another chance at playing them, for sure. I think, you know, two, they lost a couple guys last year that were, NBA NBA picks and uh, have been playing in the league, so I think that's definitely <clears throat> definitely a thing that's different from them last year. But they've got you know some great guards, a uh, couple couple bigs that can step out and shoot the ball, and um, they're good again. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a big time game. But we're definitely looking forward to playing them again. As a player, what is it like when you have that that split environment? When you got maybe you know you go to Tennessee, you know everybody's against you. You play at State <laughs> Farm Center, you know everyone's for you. What's what's it like when it's split? And just kind of the the back and forth nature. If it is a close game, it can be uh, pretty fun to watch those two fan bases go at one another. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really it's really cool. Like to, to be in the gym and to see the two different fan bases. I remember last year, like thinking to myself, like, "Dang, these Illinois fans are quiet." And then I looked up and we were down thirty. So <laughs> that's like one of the things. And you know, you know. And then two years ago, when we when we beat beat the crap out of them, yeah. um, with Kofi and Trent and. You know, just having that the back and forth between the fans is pretty cool. You know, when we hit a bucket, our side goes crazy, and and when they hit a bucket, their side goes crazy. So it's uh, it's definitely exciting. You guys get Brad Underwood anything for Christmas? We did. I I did not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody else did. But, no. I didn't know if you were sucking up a little bit. You know, like, hey, coach, here's this for me. You know, if you want to. No, he needs to get me something for Christmas. <laughs> Doing all those those. Ball screen drills. <laughs> <laughs> Just one day off of that would be a Christmas gift, right, for Luke Goody. That, yeah. That's funny. Hey, how's it working with Tyler and Zach as uh, being on the bench now? Obviously, I know they're always there and always have been, but maybe a row behind, uh, but still throwing it in. But I'm sure those guys, you know, they're kind of learning on the job with a really good team. How have you seen the growth out of Zach and uh, Tyler? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, I think the biggest thing that they've brought this year was um, the ability to, like, run workouts. So, like, you know, in the years past with only three coaches, the support staff couldn't be on the court. But now during practice days, because they're assistant coaches, they can be on the court before practice. So Tyler will want, excuse me, Tyler will run me and Marcus through workouts before our actual practice. You know, Zach will take Quincy and – and uh, Amani and Dre, and they, they do so many workouts before practice. And last year was a little different because TA has a family and kids that he's sure. going to be with and spend time with. And Trace has a family and three young kids that he's always going to have to spend time with, you know, because he's traveling and all that. So the opportunities outside of practice to get extra work in with the coaches were pretty limited. But now Tyler and Zach, they can come in, get us workouts, get us, you know, a lot of shots that we're going to be getting in game. And describes it like this morning uh, before we started practice, me and Marcus were in there getting extra work in. Um, we were going through like live reps, exactly what we we're going to do. Tyler was showing us film. So having that aspect, you know, having those two being able to come before practice and work, work guys out has been awesome. So I think that's like great for them and for us as well. And they've done a great job with counter reports and, you know, kind of, kind of going on the fly. Luke, I know you want to continue to play after college. But does stuff like that, seeing Zach and Tyler, does that kind of put a – I know I think you said one time you'd like to maybe coach one day. Does that kind of 
give you an, a perspective of somebody that's closer to your age and, and what all they're doing and all the work they're putting in, does that help or hinder that thought? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, actually. I never really, like, thought of it like that. You know, what they're doing is just, it, it, it is a lot of work, I would say, but it's it's rewarding work in a sense like you can only play basketball for so long so if you want to stay around the game and stuff like that and be involved and still have that sense of competitiveness i think what they're doing is about the closest you can get to it outside the plane does tyler speaking of getting close to it does tyler lace him up anymore him and trent used to jaw a lot and go back and forth and practice back in the day (laughs) yeah i mean they play with the managers and stuff and (laughs) Tyler runs back on offense or on defense like half the time. So he just stands at half court and waits for him to get the rebound. So next time you see him, yeah, tell him, tell him I gave him some crap on on, uh, on air. But same with Hammer. I mean, it's hilarious. Like, they'll, they'll have, like, three of the young managers on the team that just run the court full time. And they'll just kind of stay at half court, wait for an open shot. Just, yeah. Got to get so, smarter Tyler's as you get older. Like you yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, last one for you, Luke. Uh, as you kind of picture in your mind, if you get a, a big win in bragging rights, you get to go home for a little bit, I imagine. Mm. Uh, what's Christmas like for you back in Fort Wayne? I know we won't get to talk to you next week. We'll be off. I'll let you get some nice yep. time uh, to yourself as well. So uh, if all goes according to plan, what's that going to look like for Luke Goody uh, come Christmas time? Yeah, I'm going to give you the rundown. So after the game, my parents are coming, um, so I'm going to drive back with them through the night. Like, it's only five hours, so it's not bad. I get home late, sleep in as, as late as I possibly can. <laughs> and then I'll probably go get shots up the 23rd because I won't Christmas Eve and Christmas. So I'll go to the the gym over there, OPS, and get up a bunch of shots. And then uh, we're, we got a big family, a huge family. that all Most of them live on my mom's side in Fort Wayne, so we'll spend a lot of time with them Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um, get to hang out with a bunch of my friends, too, and – Lay on the couch and watch basketball. That's basketball and football. That is what I'm looking forward to the most. Being on the couch with my dogs with a blanket and awesome. a fire in the fireplace watching some basketball and football. So you that can probably perfect. tell how excited I am to be on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a Hallmark movie. Like Luke yeah. Goody's making a Hallmark movie right now. <laughs> Starring Luke yeah, Goody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Twenty four hours after we play Missouri and St. Louis, I'm back on my couch at home in front of a fire. I love it. There's nothing better than that. No. And with the dogs. That's the Luke, best. Luke, you don't with have to with the dogs too. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't have to answer this, but have any of the Indiana fans in your family asked for a guard for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna answer that one. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. But uh we appreciate your time as always, Luke. Best of luck on Friday and uh, happy holidays to you and your family. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, enjoy a good one Friday night. I look forward to it. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Have a great, great holiday. Merry well, Christmas. Man. Merry Christmas. That's awesome. Luke Goody on the Tavins Stony phone line. I had to throw that in that there. That little uh, giggle he had said it all. That, <laughs> that was brought funny. to you by Dogtown Heating Air and Plumbing, your home's best friend. First Federal Savings Bank, local and trusted. Crossroads contractors supply the right tools when you need it. Brian Hansen at State Farm Insurance. Visit BrianIsMyGuy.com. Carpenters Local 243 and also by Max Twin City Recycling. Don't need any bulletin board material no. for the uh, Indiana week. I don't want to get blamed for that. Indiana comes in here mad and uh, yeah, right. inspired based on some comments that I baited Luke Goody into. So I said don't say anything to this. Yeah, you you approached it, you approached it correctly. Yeah, I just wanted to yeah. hear if maybe there's a little chuckle on that the other side funny. of the line. I, I I laughed sometimes at Luke. He's so good at this. He's perfect. Yeah, he's great. But I loved how he was like, "Well, let me break it down for you." <laughs> it's like like he was ready for the question, you know, like, yep. "Hey, if these guys ask me what my day is going to be, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to try to sleep in as long as possible." Isn't that funny? We try to do that now. At, well, you probably are still able to do it. When you get sleep to my age, some, yeah. you can't. 
You yeah. just can't. You wake up early and you just sit there and you think, all right, I've got 500 things I got to do. You might as well just get up. It mm. sucks. I need to be able to because, like, yeah, Mizzou, you need your sleep. 8 p.m. <laughs> game, done at 10, press conference through 11, then you're Ooh. working that night, and maybe you'll you'll end up somewhere late before that closes. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you better sleep in a little bit. I was going another lane. You're about ready to have a second Well, lane. that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You better get as much sleep right now as you can. You got to be adaptable. <laughs> Whenever you can catch some, you, you got to get after it. So, Oh, um, I would not go through that again. As much as I love my boys, just that, just that early, like, ah, oh, oh, yeah. just sounds horrific. It sounds like torture. Mm. Like, that could be a torture method. There's going to be a nice little window. <laughs> I, I said nice. There'll be a window where we got two under two, and oh, uh, my we'll see goodness. how my crazy, uh, energetic <laughs> son, who I love to death, but he's, he's a wild man, pairs with a, a newborn crying baby. They're um, just falling asleep on the air. I'm like, I might be. Oh, might. yeah, I'm back. I'm back. What were we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Great stuff from Luke Goody. Uh, appreciate all the great sponsors that make it happen. Uh, let's catch a break. Brett Bielema spoke to the media today to discuss his signing day class. Let's get you some of that before we then lead into Ryan Easterling, Line I Inquirer, to break it down, and Easton Baker, linebacker out of Utah, joining us nice. at 430. If you want to weigh in, you can, 217-359-2255. Stick with us. This is The Drive. Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to have a checking account with them? We do too. At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our rewards cashback checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple we bet you're doing most of these things already with rewards cashback checking you have access to reward saver which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to 20,000. reward yourself with free rewards cashback checking and reward saver a few of the many ways fisher national bank invests in our customers see monthly requirements at any branch or fishernational.com fisher national bank exceptional communities exceptional people member fdic Friends, it's the biggest sale of the year. It's their year-end sale for Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, and we've got a Stever related to this. I'm going to give you 200 bucks to save on top of whatever heck else you'll save on this incredible once-a-year deal. There are special offers, instant savings, a wheel you can spin, but folks, they've got 80% off on clearance and scratch and dent models on some of these items. So it's Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. It's December 26th to January 1st at 2 p.m. That's it, 9 a.m. December 26th. So if you're interested in 200 bucks to spend on top of everything else you'll save, GoStever.com. You just go to GoStever.com. You get an email tonight if you're one of our winners, but $200 on top of it, you have to spend this money between December 26th and January 1st. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, big time deal. GoStever.com, GoStever.com. 
Jets is hiring. Call 217-352-9992 or stop into 1907 West Springfield Avenue near Round Barn and Champaign. Jets is open till 10 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays till midnight. Are you looking for a side hustle? Here's Josh from Jets talking about the benefits of doing deliveries. When I was a delivery driver, it was amazing how much the actual amount of money I had just shot right up. You have money in your pocket every single day. For details on joining the team, visit JetsPizza.com. Wake up, people. You're optimizing every waking hour of your life. From carpooling kids to work to friends and everything in between, you have to get sleep and a bed that can perform as well as you do. Meet the next generation Sleep Number Smart Bed. It effortlessly adjusts to your shape, position, and movements, learning how you sleep so you learn to sleep better night after night. Sleep next level, only from Sleep Number. It's the biggest sale of the year. Save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. When it comes to finding a reliable vehicle, look no further than Sarah Champagne, your trusted automotive destination. They carry a lineup of top brands, including Honda, BMW, Subaru, GMC, and Buick. And they're not just about cars. They're about people. Their team is dedicated to providing you with trustworthy service and dependable vehicles that fit your lifestyle. Experience the difference at Sarah Champagne. Visit Sarah, S-E-R-R-A, Champagne.com. Looking to supercharge your business with digital marketing? Hi, I'm Stevie J. And in 40 years of radio, one thing has remained the same. We deliver real results for our clients, and your business is our business too. I'm excited to announce Stevie J Digital, your digital marketing partner. Aside from our tried and true radio campaigns, we offer website building, social media management, search engine optimization, search marketing, logo design, and brand management. Our expert digital marketing team is here to maximize your online potential and help grow your business. That means our web developers will create a stunning user-friendly website that leaves a lasting impression on your visitors. So the secret to growing your business in 2024 is an email away. Contact Diane.Ducey, Diane.Ducey at sjbroadcasting.com and let us show you what we're offering on digital marketing in 2024. That's Diane.Ducey, D-U-C-E-Y at sjbroadcasting.com. Everybody needs insurance, and that's why I love Kyle Lewis at Insurance Providers Group. This is Jay Lehman, All-American Linebacker. Kyle provides auto, life, health, and all kinds of commercial lines of insurance. They are my one-stop shop for all my insurance needs, and all my rental properties are insured by IPG. That's why you need to email Kyle at IPGINS.com. Kyle at IPGINS.com. Hey, Coach, I will say this. I have my phone with me, and if I get the right call, I will leave you because um, uh, this is a different day and age uh, with a lot of things happening, just getting additional information today. So it's just a, a time in college football that we've never seen before, but the thing that really uh, struck my heart today, I told our staff earlier today that, you know, as long as I've been in it, uh, even before I became a head coach, this was kind of the, <laughs> kind of the, uh, in a certain way uh, in the recruiting world, this is kind of the new calendar year, right? You uh, have this class. It used to be in February when this usually happened. Now we moved it to December, which I think makes a lot of sense. I do think there's some uh, discussions out there to move it up even earlier might make even more sense uh, for a lot of people involved. But uh, this day is special for the kids that just signed for these 19 players, uh, 16 high school kids and three junior college players. 
Uh, all three of those junior college players are also high school qualifiers, so I think it's really important that we continue to look for the right type of person to fit into our program and uh, couldn't be more excited. Um, a couple highlights, I thought Brett always does a great job of bringing things to light and, and to have three team or three signing classes in a row that have ranked um, among the best in Illinois history since they've been taking them. Uh, notoriety of this is pretty special. It's a, it's a really uh, big day at certain, at certain positions, especially I knew from the departure where we're at uh, and where we could be a year from now, we kind of try to always be ahead of the calendar. Uh, it was going to be big in certain areas. Um, uh, six guys that were four-star guys. I really don't get into rankings. Anybody that knows my career, my history. Uh, but I do note that uh, at certain times when players are ranked in a certain way, uh, it gets the fan base and everybody else excited. Uh, to me, they're all five stars when they come in here. We're going to treat them like they're the best they've ever been and try to get them to a place they've never been before. But uh, we continued in the state of Illinois, uh, probably more than ever, been on the top players in the state. I knew taking this job, we weren't going to get all of them, but we we're going to take a swing at all of them. And, and uh, definitely did that, even the guys that we didn't get. Um, uh, some of them went to Big Ten, some of them went across the country. I think we built relationships with them. So even if they don't come with us today, uh, what we're kind of finding out uh, through this recruiting process and the portal world, how you treat them now may come back to help you two to three years from now. So uh, we've always taken the high road, which guys that we pursued uh, the best. Uh, kind of with that being said, there's not a number of guys uh, across the country that we recruited um, uh, that maybe they didn't sign with us today, but uh, it was a pleasure and honor to get to know them and their families. And uh, our door is always open as things unfold uh, in the future. But these 19 guys highlighted with Brandon Hansen, who was our first commit. Uh, he was kind of the old way of doing things. Ironically, I believe he's the only player of the 19 guys that we signed after we offered from a high school camp. Uh, we brought him on camp uh, going into his junior year. If I remember right, um, uh, Bart, weren't they coming out of vacation? They, right, they were coming out of vacation and his, uh, his mom drove him here like literally from the airport. They, we were in a home visit uh, just a couple weeks ago and we, we talked about how uh, that day they were delayed and they weren't sure they're gonna make their connection. They weren't sure they're gonna make their camp and uh, they ended up making it, got here after he performed for us. Uh, we offered him a scholarship before anybody else. Um, he was the first commit to us. Uh, and on top of that, I think he's a guy that probably, uh, I think a lot of these guys are probably from the outside world going to be underrated. Um, he's a guy that literally turned down teams that are in the playoffs this year uh, that came in and tried to recruit him. And he, he shunned them away because of his love for the University of Illinois. Um, I was on the practice or the game field after the Northwestern game, um, uh, probably as about as low as I've been right all year. And uh, he literally came up and grabbed me uh, with a couple of the other recruits and said, coach, this is where we're going to go and said a few things to my ear that kind of changed even my perspective on that day. Right. So just really feel good. Not just what kind of players we're getting, but the kind of people we're getting um, on offense. I, I know to add a quarterback in every class is very important to, uh, to get Trey Petty to sign with us this year. Um, another guy, Barry 